Welcome back to another episode of Petty's Pod. Great episode coming up for you guys today. We got Premier League to talk about. Um, of course, NBA going on right now. Warriors in four uh, is my take on that. But um, it's a Premier League podcast today, of course, after what happened yesterday. Craziest uh, final day of the Premier League yesterday. It came down to the last games of the season to decide the winner, which doesn't happen often. Um, and we're going we're gonna to talk about it right now. We got Will Franzen coming on the podcast he's on call today and uh let's get straight to it thanks for tuning in and uh let's go all right welcome back into the studio we got will friends and on call what's going on will thanks for having me on t petty yeah of course um like i said in the intro premier league uh to talk about today i know nba playoffs are going on right now uh, Warriors probably gonna sweep. Well, I know you're a big NBA guy, so what's your view on that? Just real quick. Uh, I think Dallas win two games, but then Warriors win Game Six at home. Really? Okay. Um. So let's let's go back to Prem final day yesterday. Uh, we're both Chelsea fans, Will. So I just like real quick. I just want to get your take on a uh, Chelsea season overall. Would you consider it a success or not? Um. Yeah, I'd say it wasn't a bad season by any stretch. I mean, obviously at the start, we were thinking we were in the same league as Liverpool and City, which obviously we finished like 20 points behind both of them. Um, But when you take into account everything that happened with the ownership, with a 100 million pound flop striker. um, Who thinks thinks he's bigger than the club? At the beginning, exactly. With all the distractions off the field, uh, with injuries, like to key players like Reese James, Ben Showell, um, I'd say getting getting a comfortable third is a good season. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. Uh, like Will, like Will, Will covered it really well there. Um, everything with all, with the off field stuff, um, and then they come in and get a comfortable third place, make a couple finals, win the the club world cup and uh win the super super cup at the beginning of the season um you know overall successful season uh for chelsea you know not where we expected them to be but there are so many things that we didn't expect that happen um down the stretch of the season which really hurt the overall team and like the, the dressing room uh morale for for chelsea but we'll get into them a little bit later um but right now, let's just go over the final day, Will. First of all, wh- what games were you were you mainly watching yesterday morning? Yeah, um, I was watching the City, Aston Villa game, the Liverpool Wolves game, and then I had the Chelsea Watford game on um, on the side. I wasn't paying as much attention. But what a crazy day! I mean, I I wasn't paying attention to the Prem ten years ago on that crazy final day, but. For me, it was by far the most chaotic, like unpredictable um, last day that I've ever seen or been a part of. So, mm-hmm. I was. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was watching the the City QPR game when it happened in 2012, and, and when Aguero scored that famous goal. Uh, that was crazy. But yesterday, just the fact that you know there's the wolves early goal against liverpool then now liverpool are out of a title and then they come back they tie it 1-1 and then city go down 2-0 to not only a team coached by a liverpool legend but a liverpool legend player philip coutinho uh which is absolutely insane and then so now liverpool all they need to score all they need to do is score one but before they score one which they eventually did they won the game 3-1 
Manchester City score three goals in five minutes, which is absolutely unheard of. And and Will, do you think just this this just asserts their dominance in this league, saying that we're not going to be beaten by Liverpool, who really didn't have a chance until the last couple weeks of the season when City were focused on Champions League. Because at, at Christmas or at like or a couple of months after Christmas, you know, we thought this this season was over and City were going to run away with it again. Yeah, I mean, let's call them for what they are. They're a dynasty. Four titles in five years. That's incredible. I think that's only been done by, like, two other manage, managers in the history of um, English soccer. So, I mean, Pep is a brilliant coach, and he has the best best midfielder in the world right now, and Kevin De Bruyne. I'd argue the greatest Premier League midfielder of all time. Um, just better than Steven Gerrard. But, I mean, I mean, yeah. Three goals in five minutes. Um, the subs that Pep made were really good. Bringing Zinchenko on, and obviously Gundogan as well. So um, that was that was a crazy watch. And once they got that first one, you, you almost felt like they were going to get all three mm-hmm. uh, and win the title. So yeah, mm-hmm. I just feel like if Liverpool could have gotten the the second goal to go up two one in that in, in their game, that the news around the city ground with them being down 2-0 if liverpool scored when city was down 2-0 i feel like that could have ended it that's right no i agree with that because liverpool were never like in the live standings they were never above city it was weird how it worked out like even though city were losing liverpool were drawing with wolves at the same time and then liverpool only scored after city had gone 3-2 up and obviously there was like there was that thing in the crowd at Anfield where um, a Wolves fan said it was 3-3 at the City game and everyone celebrated, but ended up being a troll, which was pretty funny to watch. But like I said, in the live standings, it was kind of weird how it played out. Like Liverpool were drawing while City were losing, and then right after City got their third goal, Liverpool scored as well. So, um, yeah. It's it's just, crazy. It just wasn't to be for Liverpool, the quadruple um, not to be. But another question I have, I asked a couple of Liverpool fans this yesterday who say, who say yes to this question, but I want to know what you think. Is If they win the Champions League, which I don't think they will, um, is, this a treble, is this a treble season considering they want to care about Cup and the FA Cup? I don't think it well, is. Well, when you win, a true treble is like Man U in 1999 when you win. Um, like the... the the domestic cup, not the league cup with yeah, only like yeah. 20 teams, but the domestic cup with like every team. And then obviously Champions League and the league title. Um, so this Liverpool treble will be like a cup treble, which is not obviously not as impressive. Um, but like obviously they would, they would be the best team in Europe um, by far if they were to win on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And yes, I think you would count it as a, tr- a treble, but not in the same like league as like United or Barcelona. Yeah, I mean, eh, I-, I think it's like Liverpool. First of all, I know a lot of Liverpool fans, and some of them annoy me. It's just that's that's another reason why I'm saying it's not a treble. But uh, let's move on. You know, it was a crazy final day, but a lot to unpack in this Premier League season. And uh, let's get right into that. All right, so what I want to do right now, Will, is uh, let's just go through the top four teams and uh, just unpack their season, really go through, you know, best performer, um, 
how how their season finished overall from from a standpoint of you know where they were at one point and they finished in this spot so first up is fourth place team tottenham um which i'd consider their season a success uh switching managers mid-season going to antonio conte um he didn't get backed in the transfer window but he still managed to get dejan kulovetsky who's been a great player for them so far um and they they got up to this Champions League spot, which a lot of people, including me, didn't expect them to get to. So overall, who do you th- do you think that Tottenham uh, Tottenham season was a was a success? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. When when Conte came in, uh, I think it was end of October. Right. They were ninth place, and then um, for him to like totally transform the culture at Spurs and um, the way they play and like. Like totally rejuvenating uh, Hyungmin Son and Harry Kane, um, it's definitely a success. They finished with more wins than third place Chelsea, um, even though they finished under them. And like it, it, it's scary as a Chelsea fan to see uh, Spurs do so well, and um, it seems like they're going to attract like some names in the summer, potentially sign with them because now it's clear that Conte is staying past this season. I think yeah, we were talking about a little bit about that before the podcast. Like, um, with Chelsea being so dysfunctional financially right now, um, and, and Tottenham, you know, on the come up a little bit with the new coach, Son and Kane are are playing very well. Like like Will said, they could attract and have a big off season, which could put them in a position to you know uh, make yeah. a run for the title next year and probably finish top three. Um, well, I don't know about the title j- just yet, but. Um, Petty mentioned to me, um, during, Petty mentioned to me that apparently I hate for putting Kane in my Premier League team of the season. Like, if you don't put Kane in your Premier League team of the season, like, you don't know ball. I'm sorry. Like, you just don't. He's been unbelievable the second half. And if you watch Spurs game, uh, Spurs games, which I have, like, he is so much more than just a goal-scoring striker. Um, he's like the focal point um, of their attack. The way he switches play, gets on the ball, like drops in deep. He's unbelievable. Um, and he comfortably gets into my team this season. I mean, yeah, I did. I, I disagree with you. Um, we can debate this right now. I would go my front three. Um, because obviously, put, if you put Harry Kane in your team this season, he's going to be a striker. So my front three for the team this season would be Young um, Ming Son on the left, Mane down the middle because he performed very well when he was playing striker once Luis Diaz came in, and then Salah on the right, obviously. Right, yeah. Obviously, you have to have Son and Salah in there as well. And Mane, don't get me wrong, he's been really, really good, especially since Luis Diaz came in and um, Mane's needed to play center forward. He's been really good for them, but um, like when you watch Harry Kane and the impact he has on his team, like they would not be close to top four without him. Yeah, obviously he's a top player in in the world. He's been that like that for the past couple of years. Um, obviously he's he was prolific goal a prolific goal scorer last season. Uh, top top Ballon d'Or vote getter. Um, and, and obviously, I'm not disagreeing with you that he's a top player in the league, but he's not. He doesn't get into the team this season just because of his inconsistency at the beginning of the season. It took him a while to get going, but obviously, you do need that that player in your team if you're Tottenham to win games because the rest of the guys they don't have a very talented squad on paper. 
but when you have Son and Kane, two of the best players in the Premier League, um, they can do good things like what, what we saw towards the end of the season, finishing finishing in the in the Champions League spot. But I don't think Harry Kane gets into this team of the season. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I get he yeah he didn't have a good start to the season because of what happened last summer and everything. So that's fair. But in the games that he has played and been fit enough to play in, he's been really really good. So that does it for me. <laughs> okay um let's move on to the next team our team we already talked about it a little bit but chelsea this season um we won't talk about if it was a success or not because we already talked about that we both think it was considering all the off-field stuff you know we 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 both expected more i think will but you know it, it 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 is what it is um but overall will and i disagree on this uh it came out yesterday chelsea's player this season was uh Mason Mount, I agree with it. Will disagrees. So, Will, Will, let me hear your uh, take for, for who you think should be Chelsea's player of the season. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Mason Mount was good. But, um, in fact, he was very good, especially um, towards the end of the season. But I think when you look at it as a whole, um, and you look at Chelsea, who through the first 30 or so games have the least goals conceded by far, uh, I think you have to give it to Thiago Silva. He's just like he's he was just an absolute anchor back there all season, um, and he really led that defense, especially bringing in some like younger guys playing on the back line like Alang Sar or Travis Chalaba. So um, yeah, Rudiger as well was really good throughout the year. But I think I think when you look at the season as a whole and you take into account. Um, like maybe at the end it was a little uh iffy the whole situation with the owner and stuff maybe like i would say that's an excuse as to why uh chelsea weren't playing as good at the end and i would give it to tiago solo but mount was really good as well yeah i would give it to mount just because of his consistency um obviously you know he had a slower start to the season with all the focus being on the uh, the other guys up top um but like Will said, in, in the past couple of games and past couple of months, he's been a top player, you know, a consistent starter for Chelsea, which is hard to come by um, if you're attacking player at this club. Um, and then, you know, t- with Thiago Silva, he would definitely be second, in my opinion, for best player uh, for Chelsea. But I just think that wh- when you look at the where the defense was last year, um, like historically good defense, obviously Will brought up the the good numbers this year but they were, they were leaking goals um for stretches of the season um and i think that's where mount goes ahead of tiago silva um watching the wolves game a couple weeks ago the 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 second goal was on tiago silva um he made a couple mistakes down the stretch of the season but it's 50 50 really i'm just giving it to mount just because i think that chelsea leaked goals for stretches of this season and when you look at where their defense was last year compared to this year um, there's a big difference, um, and the players are the same. So, and another thing I want to bring up is if Reese James wasn't injured for as long as he was, he would be the clear player of the year, right? Um, for me, yeah. But he's, I don't. I have a I have a bit of a hot take. Will if Chilwell doesn't get injured and we have no injuries, we win we win the uh, we win the league even with all the off field stuff because Chilwell was playing so good when he got injured. Yeah, that is a scorching hot take. I don't know about that. Um, because there were injuries in other parts of the field as well. And obviously, if we don't have a proper striker, I, I didn't think 
we would compete for the league even before Chilwell got injured, really. Right, but the problem with the strikers is the goal scoring. Um, and Chilwell was on great form when he got injured, and then he gets injured, and we start leaking goals. We start losing games that we shouldn't be losing, and then you know we finish third way behind the first two teams, and we were in first when Chilwell got injured. Yeah, we were, but that was also like that was also through just like a couple months of the season and Reese James suffered injuries, so did Kovacic. Lukaku was obviously out for like personal reasons for a long stretch of time. Um and like I, I don't know about that. I like let's not get too ahead of ourselves, but they definitely would have finished closer to the top, uh had our wing backs been healthy all year. I just think that like you heard Pep say it before the Champions League final last year. I just think the thing that wins us games is the play of Reese James and Chilwell, and if they don't get injured, I just I think we compete and maybe win the title this year. Yeah, yeah, definitely, maybe, maybe. Who knows? We'll never know. Yeah. But we'll see next. Uh, those guys are definitely going to stick around, right? Uh, James and Chilwell. Mm-hmm. So let's get into the second place team. I, again, we already talked about it a little bit because uh, they had such a crazy final day, but Liverpool was second um overall uh, definitely their season of success obviously you know historic season um winning two trophies finishing second by by one point is is pretty crazy and have a chance to win the champions league final so obviously their season is, is a success but it is a debate for who's their best player who for who is their best player this season I, and will i want to hear who you who you have well i don't think at the moment Salah is their best player but if you look at the whole season, he was the best player in the league for like through through Christmas. Um, like undoubtedly, he was. But since then, he's really hit a rough patch. Um, he's only scored like a couple goals, a couple non penalty goals since Christmas, um, and he just doesn't look the same really when you watch him dribble and and his passing is not as good. So, I would say like both Luis Diaz and Sadio Mane and obviously Van Dijk at the moment are, um, are playing better than Salah is. Now, I would I would start Salah in the final because he's a beast, he's unbelievable, and uh, he's more capable of doing something special than anyone else in that team. But, like, the second half of the season has been really rough for him, which is not going to be um, too helpful in his contract negotiations. Um, yeah, there are definitely rumors of him leaving. I've seen over the course of the year, but um, I would definitely give it to Salah, best player in Liverpool season. I don't think it's a debate. Uh, yes, Luis Diaz came in and made a huge impact. Um, had a great FA Cup final. Um, had a great Carabao Cup final. Um, won them a couple yeah. games. Obviously, Sadio Mane, like Will said, you know, scoring goals, switching positions to be able to fit into that team. And I think the fact that you bring in a left winger and Mane is still able to impact their season like he did. Uh, it's just, just says it all um, about how great of a player he is. And then uh, the third guy Will brought up was Van Dyke. Obviously, you know, one of the best center backs of all time. Um, one of the best center backs in the world right now. But I just think like Salah was literally the reason Liverpool were in a title race this year. You know, he, at one point he had the most goals and most assists in the Premier League. So, it's just, it's just. He, he finished the year tied top scoring most assists, which yeah. is incredible. And he was competing with one of his teammates, Trent Alexander Arnold, who you know you guys know my opinions on him. But uh, 
Salah is their best player of the season. Uh, Liverpool had a successful season, so there's not much to really talk about with Liverpool. We'll talk about them more when we get to uh, to next weekend um, or this weekend. Um, next team, the champions, Man City. Obviously, successful season. You know, came up short of Champions League. Uh, didn't win as many trophies as I think they were expecting, but uh, once again, winning their fourth Premier League title in five years, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean. They are the best team in the world, like, on their day, um, like, when you watch them play. I would say so, at least. Um, I know they lost to Real Madrid in an epic collapse, but when you watch them play and with the players that they have, like, everyone in the front six is so creative on the ball and works so hard that um, they're, like, they're almost impossible to beat. Um, obviously, successful season. They're player of the season. I would say Kevin De Bruyne, um, but I also want to shout out Rodri, who's right. I think underappreciated throughout the whole campaign. Um, I think he has most possessions won back for his team, which is, if you consider the fact that City almost always have the ball, that's a really impressive stat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Bernardo Silva, really good as well. Yeah, three players that would probably make the team of the season. You know, that could be your midfield to be honest. Um, De Bruyne's obviously the player of the season for them. I think he won player of the season in the Premier League, right? Yeah, and Phil Foden won young player of the year. Yeah, uh, which he could have won the last three years. Um, So De Bruyne obviously player of the season. But, uh, well, I have a question for you. Uh, Pep said after the game yesterday that I know is, I know, I, I don't know why he said this, but he said that winning the Premier League is harder than winning the Champions League when in the past he said winning the Champions League is his goal with City and and he said winning the Champions League is harder than winning the Premier League. So I don't really get that. What are your thoughts on that comment by Pep? Yeah, uh, well, I, I'm pretty sure he's always said that the Premier League is more important than the Champions League, um, which for most, which for like, which for some clubs maybe it is, Um but I think for Man City, the fact that they've never been champions of Europe, that's like that's that's like something that that's hanging over their heads. Um, it's their kryptonite right now, and they can't get past that. So for them, it would be a lot more important to win the Champions League. But over the course of a thirty-eight game season, like it is very impressive to finish first. And this year, they didn't have the squad depth that they have in that they've had in previous years. Like Liverpool's squad from like the first man all the way to the 23rd down the bench is a lot stronger than City's team. Um, like City have had to bring out like four academy players every game uh, through the end of the season. So that's also really impressive and a testament to their consistency. Yeah, I agree. Um, I just don't understand why he said that because I feel like in the past, his, his obviously his main goal is to win the Champions League and then he goes out and says that the Premier League's harder to win, which it is probably because you have to win more games and stay consistent for longer. But I just think I, I just think Pep doesn't really believe that, um, and he was saying that just because they won, they won the Premier League. But City's City's definitely the best team in the world. Liverpool is the is debatable for that, and then probably Real Madrid and and Chelsea even still with their struggles. But let's get into a, a little bit of a hot take segment here for next season in the Premier League. All right, so we're not going to do a hot take segment for next season. We're actually going to just do it based off this season, which is probably a little bit more interesting. Um, so let's do, start off with a little rapid-fire uh, team grading out of 10 
So let's go from bottom to top. Will start with Norwich. Zero. Watford. Zero. Dude, you know what? I think Watford had some big wins. I'd give them a one or two, even though they got relegated, which is expected. They had some big wins. Watford sucked zero. They destroyed Man United. With 23 points. That is atrocious. They destroyed Man United. And I got to talk a lot of trash to some Man United fans at school. So just off that, I'm giving them a one. Okay. Burnley Burnley is negative. I love that Burnley got relegated. <laughs> I'd say I'd say Burnley too. Like they What? Had, they had a decent stretch after they sacked Sean Deitch. But they just didn't get it done, and they were unfortunate. It came down to the last day. Leeds, uh, absolute disappointment from Leeds. Leeds, I'd give them a solid six since they signed up. The American, dude, they survived. That was their goal. Six. Okay. Um, I'd give Leeds like a three. Uh, Everton is negative. Ever- yeah, Everton's like a one or a two. Terrible. I'd Terrible. give them the same grade as Norwich. Before the season, people wanted them to reach Europe, and that they were fighting for their lives at the end. So, like a one. Uh, Southampton, uh, I mean, sure, Southampton stayed up, so let's give them like a four. No, Southampton, worse than that. They're usually a mid-table team, so I'd give them a two. Uh, Villa, I'd say Villa was disappointing, so I'd give them a three. I agree with that, three. Um, Brentford, definitely success for Brentford. I'd give him, like, a 7. Yeah, ever since they signed Erickson, who is my signing of the season, by the way. Okay, they've we'll, been really... we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, next team, Crystal Palace, uh, 12. You know, it's a little bit underachieving for them. They had a good roster, but new coach this season, I'd give him a 7 as well. Yeah, well, they had a positive goal differential, um, and I'd say improvement, so I'd give them a 6. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Um, Newcastle, uh, I'd give them a nine because they stayed up. That's yeah, all, I agree. That's all they had to they, do this season, and then I, now they need a good I, off season. Yeah, I'd probably give them an eight. Real quick, over under seventh place for Newcastle next season. So, do they get in in Europe? I am gonna say just under that, um, and maybe finish eight or ninth. Um, just because the money. Like if you don't know, uh, Newcastle are, is the richest team in the world right now. But they 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 have a terrible roster, a not great coach, and they're just like a regular regu- relegation team in the Premier League. But right. let's not disrespect Eddie Howe now. He's done a really good job. Yeah, he's like, done a good job. He's a top coach. Kind of been injured too, um, but I don't think they'll finish as high as the Big Six or even West Ham, maybe Leicester. Um. The next team, though, is, well, I'd say Newcastle, I agree with you. I think they finish, like, 10th, not in or 8th. Um, next team is uh, is Wolves, who were into the top 10 now. Um, let's give them, like, a 5. Yeah, disappointing end of the season. Yeah. Um, they were they were in 8th pretty much all season, and then they fell at the end. But mm-hmm. uh, I'd say a little better than that, maybe, maybe a 7. Um, next team, Brighton. Brighton is, like, a, I'd give them an 8. Yeah, maybe the biggest overachievers of the year. So I'd also I'd give them a nine probably. Um, next team Leicester. Uh, you know, staying up like finishing top eight is good for them. You know, we we expect more. Obviously, winning FA Cup last year. 
um, and what they've been able to do since 2016. Um, I'd give them a four. Uh, no, I'd give them a higher grade than that. Maybe a I six. Mean, I'll go six. They weren't they weren't good at all the first half of the season, and Vardy's been injured a lot of the year. So climbing up the table uh, in the last few weeks, I'd give them a seven probably. Um, next team, West Ham. Uh, finished seventh to get in the Conference League. I would give them a... I would also give them a seven. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, next team, Man United, one of the top six. Uh, Man United, zero. Yeah, no debate. His- Awful. Historically, their worst season in terms of points in the history of their club. Um, well, it's, it's not just the on-the-field stuff. It's just the it's just a circus. Yeah. Um, it's a shambles. It's it. They're in shambles. They're not a shambles. They're in shambles. But yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, top five Arsenal. I would definitely say I would at the beginning of season zero. Now I'd give them a nine, just because I think they were in, they were literally in last place. Yeah, I remember they faced Norwich in the like fourth game of the season, and people were calling it the relegation battle of relegation. Um, overall, I would say. Here's my uh, thing. Before before you like say your take on what you're gonna give them, I would say the only thing keeping them from a ten is the fact that they bottled top four. Yeah, I was gonna say that. I was gonna say when you look at the season as a whole, they've like improvement. Um, they've been good overall. Beat some good teams, but it's just the way they finish the season. Um, they they collapse in all honesty. Yeah. Uh, so I'd probably give them a seven. Um, next team top four Tottenham. Uh, I'd give him a, I'd give him a nine. Yeah, yeah, I'd give him a nine as well. They're, and they're fun to watch too. This is going to be interesting. Our team, Chelsea. Uh, first, I want to know what you have to say. Or do you want me to go uh, first? Chelsea, I would say, I would say an eight. Like I think overall they've handled everything off the field really well and still finished comfortably in the top three. I'd give them an eight. I'd give them a six, just because I expect more f- from them as a whole, considering how they were last year and then the off season they had. And you know, there's some, there's def. I think you would agree with me. That there's a lot of games they should have won that they tied or oh. lost. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I'd give them a seven. It was really frustrating seeing them like struggle to score um, against like some really bad teams. Yeah. So yeah. Um. Liverpool, def- for Premier League, this is just based off Premier League. I would give them a, I mean, City were ahead by a lot. I'd give Liverpool an, probably a nine, to be honest. Yeah, me as well. They did every- They did everything they could, basically. Um, they did draw to Spurs, which ultimately cost them the trophy. But overall, yeah, a nine. Um, and then City, 10, they won the league. Of course. Yeah. No debate. All right, so that's our uh, rapid-fire grading of each team in the Premier League. Um, now, I want to say two more two more opinions to wrap up this podcast. One signing of the season, it's Luis Diaz. I, I know Will's going to disagree with me, but it's Luis Diaz. Well, the four, the four debatable ones are Diaz, Kulusevski, Coutinho, and Eriksson. And I just think the signing of Eriksson has been so underrated. Brentford were... They were really in the relegation battle before they signed him. And they've been one of the, like, just overall, they've been one of the best teams in the league since he signed there. 
Um, then he's like, he's totally been a revelation for them. And they weren't even close to relegation in the end. So I just think he's been really underappreciated. Obviously, Diaz has been exceptional for Liverpool. Um, they wouldn't have been close to the quadruple without him. And then Kulusevski, um, my fellow Swede, has been really good as well. Um, just he, He's class. Like, when you watch him on his left foot, he's class. But I would give it to Eriksson. Then I'd probably give it to Kulusevski, then Diaz, and then Coutinho. But the top three there, like, you could give it to any of them, and I wouldn't be mad. I'd give it to Diaz just because the impact he's he's made on this Liverpool team. Um, but yeah, like Will said, you can give it to any of them. Um, and then the last, the last little little topic I want to talk about is uh, coach of the season. I think the best coach, honestly, Will's probably going to disagree with me. Um, it's no bias towards Chelsea, but it's too cool. The way that he was still able to finish comfortably in third with all the off-field stuff, and he could have easily just walked out on this Chelsea situation. It was such a bad situation to be a head coach at this season with in terms of managing a team, and then you have the, the higher-ups in the financial world, like the owners and stuff. That, that goes out the door, and then you have players who think they're the best player in the world, like Lukaku, deciding to disrespect the club inside the first week of being there. Um, I just think his ability to make a couple finals and finish third is just puts him at the best coach in the league. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. Um, or I mean, I can't disagree. There are a few that stand out. Obviously, Tuchel, like you said, he's just been a leader for Chelsea. Uh, Antonio Conte, I'd probably give him the manager of the season award just because of like that transformation. Yeah. yeah, he brought him back. Yeah. Usually when you talk about coach of the season, it's about um, like the biggest overachievers, and I think that was Brighton this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I agree 100%. Um, but that's going to wrap it up for this podcast. It's been a fun one. Always fun to talk soccer. Uh, Will, thanks for coming on again. Yeah, thank you for having me, Tyler Petty. Of course. Um, next podcast will probably be sometime this week. Uh, NBA playoffs to talk about and then next weekend Champions League final uh, it's going to be another fun one so thanks for listening and see you next yeah. time and, um, and shout out to Ryan Loris if you're listening as well okay. shout out to my man yeah shout out Mr. Loris Coach Loris All right.